Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here for you. Thanks to the five folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we have two new pressers for you. First up is Doug Peterson talking with the media on Monday. He's asked a particularly interesting question that stems from a report from NFL Network's Mike Silver. Silver said that there's concern from within the Novacare complex that Carson Wentz has some sloppy practice habits that have now leaked into the games. In fact, here are his exact words, quote, there are some sloppy practice habits that he's been allowed to perpetuate, not checking the ball down or knowing when to give up on a play, forcing the ball to predetermined receivers and maybe overestimating his once elite athleticism, end quote. It's hard to dispute any of those things are a problem. Doug, of course, would love to know who within the organization is spilling those beans. Regardless, not a great look for Carson if that report is in fact true. Also, Jim Schwartz in his presser on Tuesday said that Daniel Jones's touchdown run last Sunday was embarrassing as it was the same play that he busted off a long game for in the first time these two teams met. Blown assignments was an issue for the Eagles and has been for the season. That comes down to coaching and right now Schwartz is having issues not getting pantsed on game days by opposing offensive coordinators. But let's hear it from the men themselves though. Uh, so first you'll hear from Doug Peterson on Monday and then after the break you'll get Jimbo from Tuesday day let's go to the podium i feel like fans were were maybe a little bit relieved to hear some of that emotion um come out of you I after, love it. after last no, night's I, game I, I, again just kind of where, where you're at right now after um that loss to the giants yeah you know I, listen I, i'm disappointed we're all disappointed the, the guys in the locker room at the end of the game were, were they were frustrated they were mad um you know uh i i look back we had we've had 14 days since we played a game and and of course, we went into the intensive protocol last week, and things were a little different for us. And our, but you know what? I, it's still it's still my responsibility to have the team ready to play. And and um, you know, we came up short, and, and the guys are mad. They're disappointed because of that. We're all we're all frustrated, and uh, we we know we're so much better. Um, and and we just gotta we just gotta we gotta buckle in this week. And you know, everything's still right in front of us, and uh, got a great opportunity on Sunday. Martin and then Dave. Hey, Doug, um, I wanted to ask you, um, obviously, Alshon played yesterday and uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside did not. Um, I was wondering, like, you know, what that says about how you feel about J.J. and what your reasoning was to uh, not having him in the the lineup yesterday. Well, listen, you know, we knew Alshon was 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 coming back and and listen, we have to make some tough decisions on who's up and who's down and. And I think moving forward, we know that Alshon is is um, um, you know is healthy and he's and he's going. And I know his his play time will increase probably each week. And and you know it, it's something that um, as we we construct game plans, you know who, who's who's going to be in, who's going to be out. They're tough decisions, and and um, you know it could change this week is, is, is again, you know and. Um, we just have to we just have to make those decisions as we go each week. But it's it's nothing against JJ. Uh, we still got a lot of confidence in him. You know, Quez Watkins has been down, guys like that. And and you know, the thing is, we got to get more out of out of the guys that are that are playing too. And that's something we got to focus on this week. Dave and then Tim. Hey Doug, how would you assess your job as a play caller this year? And, and do you feel like you have a good sense of what should work for this offense? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel good about you know the 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 plays have been called. I even looked at the game yesterday and and um, and felt I was in in rhythm and and you know I've always always looked at the game through the through the eyes of the quarterback and how how he views it and how he sees it. And I think it's it's important that you know quarterback and play caller are on the same page that way. And and Carson and I have those conversations during the week and and day before the game and. 
you know, go through, go through a lot of different scenarios and, and uh, we're prepared that way. And, and look, not, not every game is going to be perfect. You know, there's going to be mistakes made and there's, there's going to be things that, that we're going to have to overcome. And, and that's, you know, that's part of our jobs and that's, you know, nobody's, nobody's perfect. Um, and by, by no means am I perfect. And, and I'm going to make, make a decision error. I'm going to make a, a play calling error. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, hopefully I I do my job to to put uh, put the offense in position to be successful. Go ahead, Tim, and then Jeff McLean. You said you're happy with uh, your your play calling from yesterday, but you had also said that you were mad at yourself. Um, so what what is it that you were mad at or frustrated about yourself? What what could you have done better? Well, I, I think back. You know, I I got to look at not just the game, but I got to look at the body of work from from the bye week on, right? I mean, we've had, we've had a lot of time to really kind of sit back and reflect and focus. And, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of questions asked, uh, you know, why, why was the team flat? Why was there not, why was there this? Why was there that? So those are things I look at and, and, um, you know, there, there's things that go on that, um, you know, uh, that, that as a head coach, um, you have to deal with. And a lot of them are, you know, it can be practice related or off the field issues and different things. And, and, and even in my own preparation and, and I look back and, and um, you know, uh, you, you, I get, I get frustrated when, because I want to, I want every play to work, right. I want, I want every drive to end in a, in a, in a kick, whether it be a, a field goal or an extra point. Um, and so, you know, uh, when it doesn't happen, you know, obviously that's, that's where I get, I get a little frustrated and, and a little upset and, and, and what can I do better during the week? How can I coach a little bit better? Uh, how can I coach my coaches better? And those are all things that I look at and, and um, you know, I, I can definitely do a better job there. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Zach Berman. Uh, Doug, with the Jalen Hurts plays, uh, you know, he's only thrown twice on 30 something plays there. Uh, do you sense that defenses are, are obviously keen on the run there. And then would it make sense to take Carson off the field uh, like the Saints do with Drew Brees so that at least you have one more receiving option to give the defense uh, something to think about? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. So why, so why haven't you done that? Uh, it's a great idea. Something we'll look into. Go ahead, Zach, and then Les Bowen. Hey, good afternoon, Doug. There's a report on, on the NFL Network that uh, Carson has had sloppy practice habits that he's been allowed to per- perpetuate a is that accurate and b how would you characterize the way carson's playing in those times we don't see him well first of all i did not see the report and secondly uh you guys are only out there for a short period of time so i don't know i don't know where the information is coming from you know pr- practice is where you know um we we perfect our craft and 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 we do the things with all of our players to 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 detail their work and and whether it be fundamentals in the individual periods, uh, all the way through to even, you know, for me sometimes even stopping practice and repeating a play because we've we've made a mistake. So uh, I don't understand where that's coming from. Um, and we're just going to continue to coach and, and make sure we hold everybody accountable. Go ahead, Les, and then Ruben. Hey, Doc. Uh, just to follow up on that though, uh, what do you think of? Carson's practice habits are they sloppy no okay uh you had a chance to look at the 0 for 9 third downs uh I assume what did you see there what's what's not happening well the first third and one um I took a shot uh I was taking a shot down the field based on film study and and uh 
we were up around midfield, and it's a great opportunity right there to uh, capitalize. And then, and then we just missed the throw to to Dallas on on that one. Uh, early later on, then we then we made the fourth down. Obviously, we converted the fourth down. We kept the drive alive. The next one was like a third and three. Uh, we failed. We failed to execute the the play. Um, it's a it's a simple little pick route that 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 we work in practice. It's something that we've got to continue to drill. It was between Travis and Jalen, and and we just got to we just failed to execute right there. And, and James Bradbury, number twenty four, made a made a heck of a play on the on the on that play. Um, and then then the other ones, we we kind of caught ourselves in some more third and long situations, and you know we we whether it be by penalty or uh, lack of execution on first and second down, um, kept us, failed to execute in protection, um, whatever it might be, um, kept us from uh, executing executing those plays. And then, of course, at the end of the game, when we were, you know, uh, having to throw the ball more, um, definitely longer, longer yardage situations that, uh, you know, we didn't overcome. And Ruben and then Rob. Hey Doug, uh, what is your overall assessment of Jalen Hurts and and what he's given you? Um, seems to be a ball security issue. Is that a concern with you? And um, you know, how do you see his role evolving here? Ball security. What do you mean? Well, there's been a couple of fumbles just uh, when he's were been on they, the field. Were they uh, his fumbles or were they low snaps? Well, I'm not talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking about. I mean, he's he's. Well, I mean, what are they? I mean, are they him dropping the ball, or is it is it the center quarterback well, exchange? I mean, it's, it looks, I, I, I mean, you say like he fumbles the ball. I want to know specifically from your perspective what it is. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not watching the film. I'm not calling the play. You're so watching. I don't the, know. You're watching the game. You're watching I mean, the game. So obviously, you're not watching the game. There's been three balls that have been on the ground that he's had in his hand. So I mean, if if there's not an issue there, you know. Tell me the that. issue the issue is we have to do better with the with the center snap right I mean the the, the ones you're well, I think the ones that you're alluding to um, and and you know uh, I've talked to I've talked to Kelsey about this before and, and he's had a little history and, and he knows it and he listen he's a pro and he's gonna get it fixed but we got to get that center quarterback exchange um, dialed in and and a couple of those were low and and um, you know those are those are hard to uh, to handle so I wouldn't put them all on Jalen no Go ahead, Rob, and then your overall assessment of what he's what he's given you. I think uh, early on um, we've been very explosive with him. Um, I gosh, I think we were close to uh, eleven or twelve yards per uh, attempt when he was in the game, something like that. Uh, I would say here recently, you know, defenses um, are playing him a little bit differently. They've had chances to uh, to scout him, and um, you know, I think it goes back to Jeff's question, where sure we could probably do a little bit more with him. Go ahead, Rob, and then John. Hey, Doug, there was such an emphasis on Carson and protecting the ball. And yesterday he came out, protected the ball, didn't really uh, take any big-time risks, and he managed the game very well. Is there a – do you think that could possibly take away, though, from his ability to create plays, his focus on wanting to protect the ball, maybe affecting his ability to create plays, extending plays, taking shots? and Or was that part of maybe the defense – yesterday and what the defense was giving him yeah rob i mean obviously there's there's a lot packed into that question um you know obviously you know the the way the giants their structure of defense is they're going to try to keep everything in front of them they don't allow uh quite honestly a lot of down the field throws or, or or receivers to get down the field past the safeties past the corners 
they, they really do a great job of keeping everything in front. And then on top of that, if that's the case, then we know that the short to intermediate throw uh, is, is going to be where you're going to have to live, you know, for four quarters. And, and I thought Carson did a nice job there. Um, and, and we even left plays on the field. I mean, look, it, it goes back to some of the protection issues I've mentioned. It goes back to some of our, you know, lack of execution uh, with, 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 some of the guys, you know, uh, in, in those third down situations where we could have stayed on the field and, and made some of those plays. But um, I, I thought for the most part, you know, there were a couple throws that were high early in the game from him. But as the game wore on, uh, he settled in. He made he, he stood in there, uh, made a couple nice throws to Rich Rod. Um, just thinking of some things offhand, but. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's a little combination of both, and you know, and each week becomes a little bit different, and then, and then, and then some of it falls on me too as a play caller, right? To be able to call some of the, like for instance, the first third and one, I called a shot play, you know, to take advantage of, of Hightower's speed down the field. Def, defense gave us a little pre- different presentation. We had to go somewhere else with the ball, and, and we just we just missed. So, um, those are all things that are fixable and correctable, and and uh, we get another opportunity this week. Go ahead, John, and then Bo. Uh, hey, Doug. Uh, now that you've seen the film, wanted to talk to you about that fourth and ten play, uh, which is obviously going to be difficult to convert in any circumstance. But as a former quarterback, can you kind of take me through that? You mentioned Bradbury before, what type of player he is, what kind of year he has. Do you sort of try to focus on where 24 is or is that too much of a bang bang thing in that type of situation no no we 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 knew where he was at and we knew we knew kind of going in uh what his what his plan would be he he typically matches you know the top receiver uh with any opponent uh we thought going in that that he might you know go with Travis a little bit and and he was there but we moved Travis around enough to to kind of keep him you know um I guess guessing a little bit. And then on that particular play, you know, they, they played a two deep man coverage. Carson, you know, saw the, the one-on-one outside. I, I do know that, that Carson would probably want to have that throw back uh, a little bit, probably make a little different throw in that situation. Um, we had, you know, we had some opportunities, uh, you know, on that particular play to, uh, to, to go other places and um, you know, I think that's a play we would all we'd all want back. Go ahead, Bo, and then Daniel. Doug, I think there's uh, sort of a fascination with with Jordan Mailata from from the fan base, um, and if you they're curious why, if uh, if you knew that say Amalo and Herbig were not going to be out, did you consider playing uh, Mailata at left tackle and Peters at guard? No. Why not? Um, because because we really felt like that. Uh, uh, Jason Peters has settled in over there at left tackle. He's done a nice job for us. He actually played really well yesterday. Uh, was a lot more explosive coming off the ball, um, even in previous weeks. And 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 you know, I, I kind of addressed this. I think either last week or whenever it was with Malata, but um, we just felt this was the best, uh, you know, best five going into this game. Go ahead, Daniel, and then Mike K. Hey, Doug, uh, you've talked about the, the team's frustration uh, and your own frustration. How do you make sure that that gets channeled into a positive um, instead of something that, you know, becomes a negative? What, what do you do as a coach, you know, with your players in that situation? Well, the number one thing is when we get together, I, I address it again with the team, right? And and, and I bring it uh, I bring it to the forefront. I, I, I've, I kind of, 
you know, um, I guess as I lead the team, you know, I want to make sure that they understand where I come from as, as the head coach. I also got to make sure that, that we understand how we prepare during the week and, and how we practice during the week. And, and I want the leadership of the team to understand that and, and, and really embrace and rally around each other. And uh, quite honestly, um, what I've been, you know, I guess pleased about with the guys is, is in situations like this, they've always rallied. And, uh, you know, as I, as I alluded to earlier uh, in this press conference, the guys are mad, the guys are upset and they can really channel that into, into a positive, right? They can, they can feed on that and, and sort of use that as momentum uh, going into the next, next ball game, or at least these next, you know, seven games that we have remaining. And, and there's still there's a lot of pride. Listen, a lot of pride in that locker room, coaches and players, and, and we'll get it fixed. I mean, it's it's um, it's definitely been a work in progress. We're slowly getting some guys back healthy, uh, which uh, you know has definitely been an, also an issue for us. You know, first half of the season, and and I think that's a positive too that we can lean on. We have time for two more, so we'll wrap it up with Mike and then Jamie. Doug, it seemed like you made a concerted effort to stick with the run a little bit longer than you typically would when you're trailing. Um, you were close to 50-50. What? It, you, you stuck what? with the what? run. Oh, yeah, no. oh the run. Oh, oh, you, yeah, yeah. you said the run. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, you, so you stuck with the run more than you typically would, at least this I'm season. I'm honored. I'm touched. So during the bye week, uh, what did you learn about from self-scouting with the run game and, and, and how it could maybe uh, be effective if you stuck with it moving forward? You know, I, I think one of the things we learned that that uh, we were a lot have been a lot more effective in our in our eleven you know personnel grouping our, our twelve personnel twelve has kind of been a mixed bag for us. We we either going to get base defense or we're going to get nickel defense, and and it's been a little bit of a mix. Uh, the Giants gave us a little more base defense as the as the the game wore on, but we're a little bit better in our our eleven personnel uh, on offense where we can we can kind of spread guys out. And, and and that's that too becomes important because you know we can take advantage of the zone read a little bit better in those situations would have been which have been um, you know helpful for us some of the advantage throws that you're seeing Carson make on the perimeter you know to to Greg Ward or the guys and and so those those were all things that we studied during the uh, during the bye and and um, you know and then each week you know we try to put our uh, you know best set of plays uh, in the run game together. Uh, to uh, you know, to attack the front that we're going to see. Go ahead, Jamie. But I appreciate the compliment, though. <laughs> Doug, um, you talked a lot since last night about anger and how angry you are and how angry the players are. At what point does anger turn into action? At what point do you need to look at making a personnel change on the field, or you know, mixing things up, or mixing things up on the sideline, or, or in the coach's office? At what point does anger turn into action? Well, I, I listen. I, I I get what you're saying. Um, as soon as I get off of this call, I go into action, and I go into action towards the Browns, and we start putting a game plan together for the Browns. And and you know, I I don't want to I don't want to get in a situation where it becomes a knee jerk reaction for me or for the team. I, I've got to sit back, and I do have to evaluate everything. And and. Listen, you know, we're still sitting here uh, in a really good place in the NFC East. I know it doesn't look pretty. We understand that. But there's still a lot of ball ahead of us, and there's still, uh, I, I think, some gr- a great opportunity for this football team moving forward. And and that's the motivation, and, and that's the um, – I think that's the drive that, that each one of us have. I know that's the drive that I have, 
you know, moving forward. And, and as I said earlier, that's where the channeled aggression is going to go. It's going to go into the team and into, into this week and obviously the next, next several, several games. So um, I, I just don't want to, I'll take a look at things. And, and if, if there's a chance to make a personnel change or, you know, uh, whatever it might be, um, I'll take a look at that. But, but uh, I just don't want to make, a change to change, right? I, I, there's got to be a reason for the change. And um, I just know that that uh, definitely starts with me uh, and my messaging with the team, with the coaches, and uh, getting everybody on board on the same page. Nobody's pointing fingers. We're all pulling, you know, the rope in the same direction. And, and um, that's what we're going to do. Hey, Jim, good morning. Um, we saw in the previous Giants game that Daniel Jones was able to run against you guys, and then he was able to do it again uh, just a few days ago. Why was that able to happen? And on the specific touchdown run, what happened on that play? Yeah, you guys, defense broke down on that play. You guys know I don't um, I don't assign individual blame, but um, first game it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of a surprise. They ran out of a formation we hadn't seen before. But it was embarrassing in this game because they ran out of the exact same formation, and um, and we fit it wrong. And uh, the guy that's supposed to be there for the quarterback um, wasn't there. Nobody else got off any blocks, and he made us pay with a touchdown. Um, the other one that got called back from a penal- with a penalty, the hold affected that play, and then also um, caused us. Well, we, we had a chance to get him in the backfield, and it was more of a physical play on that one that got called back. Um, you know, there was a lot of those plays. Uh, our guys executed very well, but particularly early in that game on that first drive, we weren't up to that challenge, and it cost us. The way we started that game um, had a lot to do with the, the, the final result of that game. Go ahead, Kristen, and then Paul. Hey, good morning, Jim. Um, not just Daniel Jones, but also a guy like, you know, Gollum. I, it felt like they were able to run the ball um, pretty effectively, at least in the first half. What did you see from the, the Giants running game in general that maybe you didn't see from uh, from last time? Yeah, I don't know that I would agree with that. I mean, their running backs average 3.2 yards a carry. Um, and, you know, a lot of other than the, um, you know, 30 yarder on the first drive, most of um, most of Daniel Jones's other rushing things came from scrambles, which I really don't count. And they're passing yards. They're not they're not um, rushing yards. You know, whether whether you let a guy free in your in your rush or in your blitz or with your coverage, that's really a reflection of your pass defense. It's not a reflection of your run defense. So um, I've continued to be um, pleased with the way our defense has stopped running backs, but um, that's not enough. Um, you know, all those rushing yards count, and um, particularly the quarterbacks. And like I said, it was disappointing that it was a play that we had practiced and um, we had worked hard on after the first week and the very first time uh, we ran it. Um, you know, we made we made multiple mistakes on that play. And um, that, like I said, that 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 was a that caused a um, little bit of a chain reaction um, in those first two series, and we were finally able to get that fire put out, but it was too late. Good, Paul, and then Ruben. Yeah, Jim, you mentioned the impact those first two series had on the outcome of the game. I think that's only the second time this season you've given up back-to-back touchdowns on your on their first two possessions. Only maybe the sixth or seventh time since you took over the defense in sixteen. What I mean, when you went back and analyzed it, I mean, what uh, what went wrong? Well, particularly the first series, we couldn't get the third downs. 
Um, you know, first play of the game, we get a sack. Fit the coverage really, really well um, by time to get the D-line there. I mean, it's as much a coverage sack as anything else. We have them fairly backed up. It's second and long. Um, we play cover two, and, um, you know, we let a ball get ripped right past us for a, um, for a first down. And instead of putting them in third down and long, all of a sudden it's a first down. And um, those little mistakes here and there added up over the course of that because we couldn't get them to third down in long situations. One of the keys to this game was putting them in third down and seven pluses. Um, they didn't excel in those situations, but I think 10 out of our 14 were third and five or less. Doesn't give us very many opportunities to pass and, I mean, to uh, to rush. And um, a lot of them were just short yardage plays, third down and one, fourth down and one situations. So those little things accumulated. Um, you know, we had we had a big third down and eight opportunity to stop them. You know, I, I see why our guys, you know, jumped because their center their center moved the ball and was back on his heels. He moved. Their officials didn't see it. And instead of third down and 13, it was third down and three. They're able to hit a little shovel pass for uh, four yards and a first down. But those are the little things in there that made a big difference there. Um, you know, fit his own read wrong, and they're making you pay with a touchdown. And, um, you know, obviously you want to start fast. We didn't start fast in this game. Um, rallied a little bit, but it wasn't enough. We couldn't overcome that. Uh, those first two drives, there were so many plays that we were an inch away from making a play, an inch away from getting a sack strip or a, um, a a pass knockdown or, you know, something like that. We didn't make those plays in this game, and we paid the uh, price for it with a loss. Ruben and then John. Hey, Jim. Uh, in the third quarter, they had that sequence where um, after Boston's touchdown made it 14-11, um, they had uh, Jones hit Shepard for 27 with Avante. And then uh, he hit Golden for uh, Golden Tate for 38 yards with uh, Mikel Roby Coleman. Those two plays, um, do you chalk that up to just great throws and pretty good coverage, or what did you see? I mean, that was a key sequence there. What did you see on those two oh, plays? Oh no, yeah, you're 100 percent right. That was huge. We had gone to more man to man because you know there are a lot of those plays that he was he was fitting in some of those windows, and we were inches away from making plays. So we started playing more man to man to tighten those things up. And when you do, it makes you a little bit more vulnerable down the field. And um, we need to respond in those man-to-man situations. Um, like you said, they were going – it wasn't one guy. You know, they were going after multiple uh, guys in our in our um, back end. You're not going to make every one of those plays. You know, there's talented receivers, but you got to battle. We can't give up three completions for, um, for good chunks and then have a long drive and be able to take the momentum right back from us. Um, you know, so early in the season, we were playing really, really good man-to-man coverage. Um, you know, this th- this game, it tightened up a little bit of those short throws and, you know, and that. But we we paid the price for it with some of the longer throws, and we have to be better. And then Martin. Uh, hey, Jim, to kind of follow up on, on those two particular plays, the, the coverage looked okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are there teaching points that the guys seem to be there? What What are those teaching points to say? to try to help them make those plays. Yeah, I mean, having a guy covered isn't enough. I mean, it's it's all about the finish. Um, you know, there's you know, there there's an old saying in the NFL that if it's man to man, the receiver's open. I mean, it's a quarterback saying, you know, hey, if it's man to man, throw it. He's open. Um, you know, so get him covered isn't enough. You got to finish with those plays. Um, you know, I thought Golden Tate made an outstanding play. You're not going to make every one of those, but it's a contested play. 
Um, you know, there are other receivers, you know, sort of, um, sort of the same thing. Um, but one little misstep, a slip allows a, um, a second and long play to become a first down or, you know, a ball that just gets over our head or, or something like that. Close isn't good enough in this game. And uh, we have to win our share. We didn't win enough of our share of those plays. And uh, I think on, on a lot of them, it was either one bad step early or it was the finish at the ball. Um, you know, again, you're not going to win every one of those, but we have to win our share, and we didn't win enough of our share in this game. Go ahead, Martin, and then Jeff. Hey, Jim. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you guys have been pretty good against uh, running backs and stopping the run and everything. Uh, I was just kind of wondering uh, – Cleveland obviously presents a pretty big challenge with with two really good running backs. Um, how do, how do you see that uh, matchup against against your? Defense? Yeah, it's our biggest it's our biggest challenge of the season in the run game, and how well we stop the run is um, is going to go a long way to how well we play in this game. They're an outstanding run team, probably the best two running backs we face this year. Um, you know, not just the best two on a team, but the best two overall. Great balance, great power. They know what they want to do in the run game. Nothing sort of takes them out of it. There's not a whole lot you can do scheme-wise that, you know, forces them to do something else. Um, you know, they're going to run it. doesn't matter what your look is, and they're going to take that attitude of uh, if you have an unblocked guy, our running back's going to try to, to run over them. So it's going to take everybody. It's not just the defensive linemen. It's not just the linebackers. Our corners are going to have to have an outstanding game um, uh, defending the run. There's some carryover to um, to like San Francisco, um, you know. There's 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 some similarities in what the run game is. Um, you know, we have to do a, we have to do a good job on stopping that zone stretch and taking their power run games. They're they're a good contact running team, and like I said, both of those guys, um, Hunt and Chubb, are both outstanding running backs, and um, it's it's going to be our biggest challenge of the year, and we need to be up to that challenge. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Les. Uh, Jim, we saw, uh, going back to the, some of those catches that, that were made over your cornerbacks, uh, we've seen that various points over the, over the year, over the season. I'm not sure if this is something you think is a trend, but you guys did get smaller at cornerback this season. Uh, do you feel like that's been an issue and why the, why guys haven't been able to finish on those jump balls? No, all our, all our shorter guys have outstanding leaping ability and they've all made plays on contested throws down the field and and it really hasn't been a six foot five guy that out jumps a five foot nine guy or you know something like that so I wouldn't I wouldn't really put that up there we would just put it down to uh to technique and and finish and um you know we've had we've had shorter receivers make plays on us um I don't know I don't think that uh, size mismatches has um has had a thing it's been more um just execution of a scheme or execution of technique and it also comes from battling, you know, a little bit like the NBA. And, you know, you can play great defense. They still, you know, the guy hits a 18-foot fallaway turnaround, and you just got to say, hey, great play, and come back and, and defend the next play. Um, but uh, we, I, I think the, the one point that you made that I agree with is we need, to, we need to make our share of those, and we haven't been. Go ahead, Les, and then Zach. Hey, Jim. Uh, perhaps this plays into what you were talking about, about finishing, but uh, I noticed – other than the ball that hit Nickel Roby Coleman in the face, you didn't really come close to uh, intercepting anything with a, from a quarterback who throws a lot of interceptions. Uh, the lack of turnovers has really, you know, been something we've talked about before. Uh, 
what do you see there? What's going on that you guys, you know, really don't get close to a lot of balls? Well, I'd say this, almost, almost no turnovers are scheme related. It's not like, um, you know, you do something scheme wise that causes a forced fumble or things like that. It really just comes from continual pressure. And, um, you know, there's, there's some plays that are close. I mean, I think if you go back and look at some of this stuff, Les, we had about 10 plays that we were like on the ball in the pocket, like a defensive lineman was, was making contact with the ball. One of those there, um, uh, Brandon Graham made and the ball threw, uh, incomplete on, um, on a third down right at midfield at, uh, near the end of the first half. Um, those are the plays that, that cause turnovers. You're not going to make those all the time, but the continual big hits on a running back. We didn't have, we didn't have enough of those. We didn't have second level guys coming in and wiping out piles and, and causing those kind of things. Um, the continual pressure on the quarterback, um, you know, where he steps, he has to step back and, and lets a ball, you know, like hang up a little bit. There were a lot of balls, um, in that we had, we were close to getting a hand on or tip and close doesn't count in this league. It's a win or a loss and we lost the game. Um, but it's that continual pressure. Um, I thought that, um, you know, that, that there were some opportunities. We were just maybe half a step away from making a lot of those. We can't get discouraged by that. We need to keep the pressure on. We need to, um, you know, to stay with our formula and keep relying on those things as opposed to getting loose. There were a couple times in this game that I would say that we gave up some plays because we got, we were, we were, we were probably a little bit too, um, um, turnover conscious in the secondary guys, guys tried to jump a play and quarter, it took the, it took the play away, but the quarterback was able to complete a play somewhere else as a result of it. We have to guard against that. Um, you know, you can play great defense and you can get wins without having turnovers. Obviously they're a big, um, you know, they're a big part, but turnovers come from physical play and guys doing their job and just that continual pressure, pressure burst pipes. And uh, that's what we need. We don't get, we don't need guys going outside of what their responsibility is to try to create a turnover that can make the situation worse. Uh, we got time for one more. So we'll go to wrap it up with Zach here. Hey Jim, back in the spring when you signed Will Parks, there was a thought that we might see more three safety looks this season. Uh, you haven't done it as frequently. And I think Will was down to six snaps last week. Why is that not featured as frequently as it, as it has been in the past? And how do you unlock Will more than you have? Yeah, the, 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 the plan was for him to, to play a, a little bit more than what he did in this game. But with the no huddle stuff and with the amount of 12 personnel that they were running, um, particularly, and again, a lot of it came from not having a lot of second and long or third down situations. And Will was in a lot of those packages for second and long and, and third and third down situations. But, you know, I mean, when, when it's third down and one and they're in 13 personnel, you know, we're not going to be in three safeties. Um, you know, we're going to have our load up defensive line and linebackers on the field. And that's the way this, uh, this game, um, you know, just played out. It was more effect of that than not having a plan for him or not having confidence in him. You know, he stepped up and made plays when, when he's been on the field. And, um, you know, it's just a, just a way it went in this game. 